You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Mike-a-mus! Yo, Joseph. How are you good, sir? I- I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing, uh, as Ken Barnett would say, finer than frog hair split five ways. Okay, that's two parts of a pun. P-U. Oh, that's too early for that. All right. <laughs> All right. So, just wanted to uh, hit some cool things that are going on or will be going on here in the uh, community coming up. So, Mike, I went through Facebook. I don't know if people are listening to us or not, but I can tell you it seems like they have made the Facebooks explode. There's tons of stuff out there now that was not out there previously. Cool. So, let's go to. Uh, Mount Gilead Merchant Association's Downtown Day, Saturday, August 13th, uh, 2022, from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m., classic car shows, sidewalk sales, family fun, and activities. That's going to be August 13th. Um, October 1st is another Downtown Day, starting at 10 a.m. That's uh, It's called Flannel Fest. I think that might be named after Mayor Jamie Barocker. <laughs> Every time you see that guy in the fall, he is in flannel all through to spring. Um... That's going to be 10 to 4, sidewalk sales, family fun activities. They usually do a really, really good time on that. And then, Mike, if you are interested in having Cat in the Hat read to you, you can go to the Mount Gilead Public Library this coming Saturday, which I believe is going to be the 20-something. What is that? Uh, this Saturday? This Saturday. 23rd. July 23rd. 23rd. Yes. Uh, from 1 to 3, several of the characters from Suzical the Musical, being produced by Morrow Little Theater, will be at the Mount Gilead Public Library starting at 1 p.m. Come out and listen as uh, the library has pulled all of the characters' books from Dr. Seuss mm-hmm. that will be there. Oh, cool. And uh, we're getting the costumes, so everybody will be – it'll be a pretty – Pretty cool time, I, I think. So if you're interested in that, that, again, that is this coming Saturday, July 23rd from 1 to 3 at the Mount Gilead Public Library. Then this Sunday, the 24th from noon to 4, is celebrating Morrow County EMS 50th, 50th anniversary. Ambulances, fire trucks, tow trucks, farm equipment, food trucks, vendors, and medical helicopters, weather pending on that one, will all be at the um, Morrow County Fairgrounds as they celebrate their 50th anniversary um, and it starts at noon. It looks like they're going to have a really good time, but it's a, tr- a tuck the, touch the truck event. Um, and I can tell you, uh, the medical helicopter, it's really cool when, when they land. Um, and you get to actually go up and see what's inside. Um, let's see here. The, this is a, uh, a breakfast, Mike. This might be right up your alley. The first food. Pres- We're talking food. Uh, yes. Okay, first Presbyterian Church of Mount Gilead here. Fourth Saturday breakfast uh, is the 23rd from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. And uh, proceeds benefit Snuggled in Hope. I believe that is their Oh, yes, that's the quilting guild. And those those little quilts they make for the um, children that come to the uh, Flying Horse Farm. And those kids really love those. So uh, if you can support that, please do. Yeah, so the breakfast is omelets, hash browns, and biscuits. Or as some of my family call them, bistits. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but they do. Adults, um, excuse me, it's $4. Or s- adults are $7. Children are $4 for that breakfast. Again, that's this coming Saturday, the 23rd from 7 they're, to they're, 10. They're selling children? Yes, for $4. Okay. I can tell you, sometimes I've thought about selling my children. Um, don't tell Ange, because I'm sure she'll be upset with me. I'm sure she one. never listens, so we should be okay. Well, she doesn't listen. Has she told you that? <laughs> um, ch- 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 Mothman cometh s- this Saturday, July twenty third. So Saturday, you can literally get breakfast at the First Presbyterian Church, go and get read to at the Mount Gay Public Library with um, Susical the Musical cast members, and then in the evening, go out to um, to the uh, Headwaters Outdoor Education Program, and they are going to have a cookout at Headwaters. So you can learn about moths on Saturday, July 23rd. Cookout starts at 6.30. The program will begin at 7.30. So that seems like that's going to be a pretty cool event. And Mike Amos, there's just a few more things. You know, um, 
I'm going to skip these two because we're going to cover those in just a minute with our guest. Um, let's see here. Kids Butterfly House down at our friends at um, Groovy, Groovy Plants, Plants Ranch. Yes. I almost said something else. Groovy Plants Ranch is uh, this coming Thursday at 10.30 a.m. Kids build a butterfly house. And it looks like you can paint it. It looks kind of cool there. Um, guessing you probably need to – yes, Liz Hughes, you need to let her know. Uh, purchase a ticket to reserve your spot. Butterflies are an important part of the flower garden, and they are beautiful. Help attract them to your flower garden with this butterfly house. This is a perfect project for the budding gardener in your life. This will be painted with non-washable paint, so dress accordingly. And if you go to www.groovyplantsranch.com products, Kids Butterfly House, July 21st. So click on that, on that uh, link on Facebook, and it'll take you right there to reserve your ticket. And, uh, Mike, you know, they are all over the United States. They're in publications and everything down there. The moths? Well, probably. Okay. But we're talking about Groovy Plants Ranch. Oh, okay, okay. All right. You're confusing me. It wasn't hard. Um, here's one that might be kind of cool for you. Now, this is in Mansfield and not at, you know, not in Morrow County, but it has a lot of historical, um, a lot of historical information. So, Old Sparky. Mm-hmm. Know what we're talking about there? Most certainly do. The old electric chair? Yep. So they're going to have a talk at the old Mansfield Reformatory over there uh, on Old Sparky Electric Chair History and Ohio Executions on just Saturday, July 30th at 11 a.m. So you can find that on our Facebook page. And then it's time for us to talk about the Mara County Fair because yeah, it is up. rapidly approaching. Well, let's, yeah, let's not forget the uh, uh, farm days, though, before that. Yes, and I do not have anything on farm days. I could not find anything quickly. Do you have anything on that? I will go ahead with the fair. All right, so the fair, uh, you still have some time. It's literally about six weeks away. Uh, fair books and entries are still available to be picked up at the office, or it can be found on the website for the uh, Morrow County Agricultural Society. If you Google that, you can find it. Entries are due two weeks in two weeks, on Monday, August 1st, by 5 p.m., coloring contest pages can also be picked up in the office or found on the webpage. Coloring contest entries are also due on Monday, the 1st, by 5 p.m. Season passes are on sale for $30 and youth passes for $20. There are still a few round bales available for the round bale decorating contest. Now uh, We now accept credit cards with a 3% charge. The office is open now Monday through Friday from 9 to 4. And uh, I think Mara Little Theater may be getting in on that round bale contest. Okay. Because that, that's a pretty cool idea. They have a lot of fun uh, things that they're doing this year. Also wanted to point out that uh, the Morrow County Agricultural Society will be honoring the veterans of Morrow County at the commercial building, Building 3, on uh, Tuesday, August 30th at 2 p.m., a memorial service honoring all veterans. Free day for veterans at the fair, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. on that Tuesday. Um, and, of course, on September 5th, the Demolition Derby will be there. All of this that we have talked about will be on the Facebook page for Marology Podcast. And, Mike, what do we have for Farm Days? Okay, Farm Days is always the first full weekend in August. And this week, uh, this month, this year, <laughs> sometime... You're bound to get it right at some point. Yeah. It'll be August 5th, 6th, and 7th. Uh, This year, they're featuring Minneapolis Moline and Avery tractors and equipment and all makes of hit-and-miss engines. That should be a lot of noise down there with all those hit-and-miss engines going at one time. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, Friday, the gates open um, at 10 a.m. The Farm Toys Show starts at noon. The Flea Market and Crafts at noon. Live entertainment all day. Truck poll is at 6.30 on Friday, August 5th. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, let's go over the schedule for uh, August uh, 6th, which would be Saturday. The gates open at 7. Farm toys show at 9. Consignment sale at 10. Antique uh, tractor polls at 10. Live entertainment all day. Kids pedal poll is at 2. The parade will be at 6.30. And uh, pickup truck and auto... Figure eight race and lawnmower derby will be at. Don't you laugh at that lawnmower derby? Six p.m. I want to know if you're going to do the pedal pool. That is for kids. You're a big kid. Oh, okay. I'll see if I can qualify. Then Sunday, and there's an event here that, that really interests me very much. I've been asking to be a judge for it for years, but they haven't let me yet. Uh, the gates open at. Hint, hint, wink, wink. 
8 a.m. There will be a church service at 9. So you don't have to miss church. You can come down there for a church service. Uh, Farm Toy Show is at 9. Antique Tractor Rodeo is at 10. Ladies and girls, skillet throwing and men and boys wrench toss uh, contest is 11.30. Slow race is at 1. I'm not quite sure what that is. Um, I want to know what you want to be a judge for. Skillet toss or wrench toss or both? Neither one. Oh. Got to go on down through here. Um, live entertainment all day. Here it is. The pie bake-off contest at 2 p.m. Oh, you want to be a taste tester. Well, why not? I'll bring the insulin. You bring the fork. <laughs> okay. Um, the raffle and drawing will be the raffle drawing will be at two thirty. Uh, pie auction will be at two thirty, and the parade and everything is at four p.m. So that's the first full weekend in August, August fifth, sixth, and seventh. Awesome. Morrow County Fairgrounds. Be there. Be there. Be there. All right. So, Mikeimus. We have a guest with us today, and I am very happy that we finally have been able to make the schedules work here to get him here. Um, we, I'm just going to tell you, I think I might have told you before we started, we typically share your stuff on what's going on down there in Cardington. So with us today is Rick Mitchell from, are you ready? Bunkers Mill Winery in Cardington at uh, 102. 102 East Main. 102 East Main. I thought so. I, I, I almost said 103, but yeah. 102 East Main Street in Cardington, uh, located right next to the Old Stogus, uh, right next to the Ohio Health Physician Practices. Um, you you guys are into all kinds of stuff. So quickly, can we talk about some of the stuff yeah, you guys do down certainly. there? Talk about how you guys got started and, and just go from there. Okay. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, just a little background on how Jerry and I ended up in Cardington and Morrow County for our winery. We, um, I had worked at a winery in the short North in Columbus, um, when he and I were down living down there and, uh, he was doing some outside tastings for us and we kind of got the bug of winemaking and all that. And, um, kind of a shorter, short version of it. We got into home winemaking. I, you know, quit working at that winery and after a while we were like maybe we could do this because we had been going around to wineries all over the state and we realized we wanted it to be out in the country because columbus is kind of saturated with alcohol establishments anybody that's driven two blocks in that city knows that Mm -hmm. um so we started looking out you know in outside counties and um when we first started meeting people here in morrow county in cardington we just we immediately fell in love with the community, the sense of community around here. And so we decided this was the area we wanted to look. Um, and we ended up with some property out on County Road 24 where we live now. Um, but then kept looking for a location for the building, for the winery. And then in um, the latter part of 2017, the building we're at came open. And so we started working on the interior of the building and in June of 2018, we opened Bunkers Mill Winery. Um, and probably the most common question we get about the winery is how we came up with the name. And it's actually a little bit of history about the village of Cardington itself because... Oh, do tell. Uh, yeah, in the 1820s, Isaac Bunker and his sons built three mills on the whetstone there in Cardington. One of them being a carding mill, which is what they take the wool fibers and straighten them out so you can make thread and yarn and stuff like that to make fabrics. Um, and that is how the village got its name from the carding mill. Um, and so we named the winery Bunker's Mill in, you know, in honor of that part of the history of the village. Nice. So. And I think we've, we may have mentioned that a couple of times, maybe. I've heard that story many times. Who may have? I can't <laughs> remember for sure, but I'm, th- I'm thinking we might have told that. Or maybe I just as soon heard as she it. she said bunker, I had never put that together, but as, as soon as she started telling a story, yep. oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and so, yeah, we like you said, we're, we're really active on Facebook. Um, that's kind of, as we like to tell people, that's kind of how people communicate up here. Um, you know, down in Columbus, our phone was always ringing and nobody visited Facebook. But up here, everybody's on Facebook. So, yeah. Um, but you, we, we try and keep things interesting and things going on. Um, and just as a, you know, an example, this coming Wednesday is our trivia night, which we have every first and third Wednesday of the month. 
Um, and that is well attended from the pictures I've seen yes, on Facebook. Yeah, we we quite often fill the room, the mill room there, and um, it, it's just a real fun time. People, you know, come and show off their, you know, uh, abundance of or lack of <laughs> trivia knowledge. They're very very competitive. I, I've yes. noticed. Yes, so. we have we have a couple teams that are very into the competitive nature of it, but it's still in fun. You know, usually have some pizzas to he- to eat and all that, and um, we ha- so we have a prize. For every trivia night we have, but then every for a six month period we have an ongoing tally of points, and at the end of that six months, one team will be a grand prize winner. Um, and you know, Jerry and I will weekly pick that prize for the, that particular night, and then at the end we decide usually a couple weeks ahead of time what the grand prize is going to be. Um, and uh, just as an example, this last time, which ended in the six month that ended in June. Um, everybody out in the team got a $50 Amazon gift card. Wow. So, but, um, and we try and keep the gift cards local too. We've done, um, end zone from here in Mount Gilead. We do most of the food establishments there in Cardington as gram er, as weekly prizes. So, um, and I, I do all the trivia questions myself. Um, it's, uh, quite interesting because Trivia is like my nerd thing, and so I always have to run all the questions by Jerry just to make sure I haven't made them too hard for people who aren't (laughs) into trivia like I am. Yeah. So, um, but he usually approves. (laughs) So. And uh, tell us about some of your Stitch and Wine events then. Yeah, one of the other things we do the second Wednesday of every month is our Stitch and Wine, and that's just for people who do uh, craft work that can be brought to locations. Um, obviously if you have like a big wall painting, you can't carry that around with you, but you know, people who do, you know, crochet or knitting or needlework, they can bring that with them to the winery. And it's just an evening, just sit there, no agenda, just drink a glass of wine while you're doing your, your artwork. Um, and you know, enjoy the company of other people who do the same. Um, and it's attendance at that one is hit or miss. Cause it's, you know, everybody's just got their schedules, to work around so sometimes we'll have a quite a few people other times we'll have you know maybe just one or two but that second wednesday is always available for you know people to come in with their their craft work so uh what other fun stuff do you guys do there at the winery well we quite often through the spring summer and fall have um various food trucks going on on some friday evenings um and then we try and do at least twice a month on saturdays live music out on our back patio um, and, uh, you know, the schedule of all these, you can see on our Facebook page, um, and, you know, to just to see what's coming up that, like I said, I post everything up there. Um, and then we, of course, probably one of the most popular things at our winery is our wine slushies. I was just um, going to say, I always, saw a picture and that's yes. Leanne Gumpf loves the wine slushies. Yes. We, we always have, uh, people asking about those. Um, some people don't even want to see the rest of our menu once they know we have the slushies. Um, and just as a you know, a funny little thing about the slushies, the first year we had them, we thought in like October when it started getting cold that people wouldn't want them anymore. And so we broke the machine down and put it away for the winter. And sure enough, the very next day we had a couple of ladies come in and they were mad at us because we had stopped serving slushies. I've so heard now, nothing but good things about them. So now we, we set the machine up around St. Patrick's Day in March and we run it through, um, Christmas and Cardington in December. Um, we do put it away for the really cold months, but other than that, we, when you could just uh, set the bottles outside. They right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, uh, I hear that y'all have a special event being planned down there. <laughs> Tell yeah, us about we, it. We, we are part of, um, an upcoming event, f- uh, with the Friends of Cardington, um, the first ever Cardington Wine and Arts Festival. It will be on sep- Saturday, September 17th from noon until 10. Um, we're going to have uh, wineries from across the state as well as uh, art vendors, um, craft vendors and such setting up booths among the wineries. And you can come and uh, sample uh, wines from those wineries and even buy bottles from them to take home with you. Um, there will be food trucks there. There'll be live entertainment on the stage. Um, and we're even going to do something a little unusual for a wine and arts festival is we're going to um, involve the kids. Um, at the, the event's going to take place at the American Legion Park in Cardington. 
And I don't know, for those that may not have been there, there is a skate park at, just up by the municipal building at the back of the park there. And we are going to have um, people helping us turn that into sidewalk art for the kids okay. for that day. Um, and we also are going to be encouraging um, our art vendors to be doing like live demonstrations of their artwork. Like if you're, if you're a painter, you know, have something that you're painting while there rather than just all these stationary tables that are selling wares. Right. So, um, that's kind of cool. One of the more interesting ones that I, I'm looking forward to is we're actually have glass blowers there. Oh, and so that's going to be really cool. Um, among, you know, various other things. So we're, we're really excited about it. And, um, even though this is the first one we're having, it's actually been a two year process so far. Um, we tried to do it last September and found out that, uh, due to prohibition laws that were still on the books that the village of Cardington itself, um, even though there are businesses that have, uh, location specific permits to sell alcohol, the village itself was still dry from prohibition. Oh, and so over the winter we had to work on getting the, um, ballot issue put onto the May primary ballot and the voters in Cardington, thankfully passed the laws to get that corrected. So we are able to move forward now. Nice. Yeah. So uh, that looks like it's going to be a good time event. Mm-hmm. Um, anything, uh, anything else you want us to know about that? Um, well, let me ask a question. Mm-hmm. Um, Certainly. Mike if, wants if, to perform. What's that? Mike wants to perform. <laughs> he wants to sing. sing a, Does he do interpretive dance? He could with a ribbon. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. If you pay enough. Um, if if uh, artists want to participate, mm-hmm. how, who do they? Uh, um, they contact. Uh, contact us through our Facebook page, the Cardington Wine and Arts Festival Facebook page, um, and just message us there or from the Friends of Cardington Facebook page. Um, we'll get you the information you need. There's also an email there at Cardington Wine and Arts Festival at mm-hmm. gmail.com. Yep. Again, that's Cardington Wine and Arts Festival.com. Yep. Um, so you guys were just on WVXG with Mike. Yep. Um, you and uh, Troy mm-hmm. talking about the Wine and Arts Fest. And uh, just a little shout out to Mike. If you guys listen to 95.1 on Sunday mornings at 8, Mr. Mike Wilson is on there with his TV show. TV show. TV. He wishes he had a TV show. Uh, his radio show. i got a show. face for radio, though. So. Uh, yeah, that's true. So do I. Um, it's uh, Focus on Mid-Ohio on 95.1 WVXG. Um, so what else? I mean, I know that, unfortunately, the Cardington market closed. Yes. But there's paper on the window. There's yeah. talks. And then I saw a certain somebody said, you'll love it. What's oh, well, going I, in there? If, you, if you look at the picture I posted, that's what the door says. The door says you're going to love it. Okay. I didn't look that hard. I just thought you knew <laughs> something. Well, I might. Oh, I, he's not going to do it. They actually uh, revealed yeah. some of this on my show. So. They, uh, it's, oh, <laughs> my understanding, show, sorry. My understanding is where the market was, there's going to be a coffee shop oh. and a sit-down restaurant. Okay. So now it's been quite a few weeks since I've heard that information. So you know how things change as they right. develop. So. Well, and I they know. are looking to open sometime mid-August is what okay. they've been saying. Well, Cardington's been dying for a good yes. sit-down restaurant since yeah. Al's closed. Yeah. Man, I can remember eating at Al's. Do you remember eating at Al's? Oh, yeah. I had an aunt that worked there for years and years and years, yes. Ate at Al's many times. Man. In the old building and the new, newer yeah. building, both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, yep. I, I remember. I was little, but I remember. I wasn't little. I ate a lot. <laughs> I was younger. How's that? Okay. So uh, what what else is going on? Because I know you guys are active in Friends of Cardington too, right? Yep. So yep. what else is going on down in Cardington? Because we don't always get a chance to talk about Cardington. Yeah. Um, well, they uh, every month they do, well, through the summer they do second Saturdays, um, which is typically you get people together for bingo and then they have a band playing um, the second Saturday of every month. Coming up in August, though, we're doing something a little different in that they're calling it Super Saturday. And we're going to have um, bounce houses and entertainment for the kids as well as the bingo and the band. Um, so that's something a little different that's coming up. And then I know the second Saturday in September is going to have the Cardington High School Band performing. 
nice. um, as well. So the, the next two months are a little bit different than normal. Um, and then, of course, we're already planning for Christmas in Cardington this year, uh, which is the second Thursday of the month. I can't think of the specific date this right off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, which is kind of nice that you guys do it on a weeknight. Yes. Yeah, but that's always a, a really fun time. And it's going to be the 8th of December. The 8th, yep. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, the businesses stay open late. Everybody gets involved in doing – there's something going on at every business um, and every participating member, like the library will be open with stuff for the kids to do. There'll be stuff going on in the park. Um, usually Santa is somewhere in the town, um, whether, you know, I, like even during COVID, Santa, Santa was there on a golf cart driving through town, you know, cause he couldn't get close to anybody. Oh yeah. But, um, but, uh, so that's just like a really big event that everybody looks forward to every year. And, you know, we are always excited about it. Nice. Awesome. Well, you guys, uh, I'm going to continue to give you the floor for as long as you want. Well, not for as long as, but we've got some more time that if you, if you guys want, if you want to continue sharing whatever you've got for Cardington, we would love it. Um, Okay, so hey, Mike, do you think he knows about the robbery in Cardington? Um, Remember we talked about that? Did did you hear that there was a a famous robber in Cardington? No. Yeah, John Dillinger. Really? Robbed a bank in Cardington. Did not know that. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to, I don't even know what number podcast that was, but if you check back. um, I want to say it was in the 20s, somewhere in the 20s. It was in the 1920s or 30s. I'm talking about the episodes in our <laughs> oh, okay. 20th episode. Oh, Mike, this is episode 65. This is episode 65? This is episode 65. And people are still listening? Well, some are. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, John Dillinger cool. robbed a bank there in Cardington. Um, and uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Of, uh, of course, how weird was it? And I, I know you didn't live there then, but uh, on June 13th, 1981 mm-hmm. was the tornado in Cardington. June 13th. This year, you guys had some. 2022 <laughs> was the tornadoes, yep. too, that yep. came through Mount Good. How weird is that? That's, that's 41 days yeah. to the date. Yep, that's pretty weird. That's just, it's interesting. I tell you that for sure. And I never put two and two together until uh, Matt Carey messaged me and, and let me know about that. So. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on and yeah, uh, talking to us me. about the winery. And uh, reach out anytime you want to come yeah, on. Uh, Mike and I are both interested in um, doing voiceover work. So anytime that you would like a uh, voiceover for anything on Facebook, oh, okay. reach out. We can, you know, we can record it. And uh, mm. with that, we're going to go to our first ad. You work hard. You need a break. Come see us at Capitol Theater Mount Gilead. Brand new movies, fresh popcorn, cold drinks, and best yet, it's close to home. Visit a local restaurant, have a delicious meal, and take a break with Capitol Theater Mount Gilead, located at the square. All right, Mr. Mike. That was a really good uh Yeah, pretty uh, in-depth. A lot, of, uh, a lot of information there. I wish I would have known. I, I, I didn't know about the whole Bunkers Mill name. I thought that was pretty cool. I never, You know, I knew about the Bunkers and the Mills, but I never put that together with the name. And I know that we've, I, I swear we've talked about that before, <clears throat> um, you know, about the, the history there. Um, so, Mr. Mike, what... Uh, what else is going on? Do you have anything for current events? Anything else? I do not. Okay, well, buckle your safety belt, put on your hard hat, keep your, keep your arms and legs inside of the ride until it comes to a complete stop, and here we go. The Flashback is brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society. Now open every Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. Stop in and learn about Morrow County's past. All right, Mr. Mike. So, uh, hey, did you fall asleep in my ad for the historical society? You just you, you weren't supposed to see that. Oh, well, I did move the computer out of the way, but... All right, so what are we doing here? Did you know... The Muffin Man? The Muffin you- Man! <laughs> 
We need a new co-host. That's all there is to it. Yeah, it's my fault. Okay. <laughs> Did you know there was a magnetic spring near Mount Gilead once upon a time? A magnetic spring, like yes. water spring? It was a water spring. Um, there's it next used one. to be here? It it's used not to be here, here now? Out near where the, um, where the uh, State Lake is now. Oh, yes, I've heard that story. You have, probably have. for me. Probably. <laughs> well, um, I was so, looking for... You know what's interesting is usually when they find springs like that, what happens is they build a hospital next to them or some sort of... Uh, um, in, in, uh, not a, an asylum, asylum of asylum. some sort, you know, where they're trying to do some sort of uh, therapy, therapy, thinking that they're, you know, magical healing. You know, uh, Grady Memorial Hospital mm-hmm. was built um, where it is at currently because there was a spring that they believed had natural healing powers there. Uh, that's just one off the top of my head that I knew. Um, so what else? Tell me um, about this one. Okay, well, let's talk about it. Uh, actually, once again, my good friend, Stan Sype. I tell you what, we Has compiled him. this stuff. I wish we could get him on here. Yeah, maybe someday. He did the research. <laughs> so, anyhow, I'm going to read an ad that was in the newspaper. Uh, the Mount Gillian Magnetic Springs board, Boarding House and Sanitarium is now open for the season of 1887. Boarding, $5 per week. Baths, 25 cents. This water taken with warm or hot baths cures rheumatism, catara of the bladder, liver complaint, (laughs) dyspepsia, and constipation. It's probably dyspepsia, right? That's probably it, yeah. D-Y-S? That is correct, Yeah, dyspepsia. The following... So that's a stomach issue. Okay. The following analysis by Professor Curtis C. Howard of the uh, Starling Medical College of Columbus, Ohio, shows the properties of this water. Uh, Sulfate of lime, there are 23.92 grains per gallon. Carbonate of lime, 10.17 grains per gallon. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Excuse me. So what you're... I need some of that. So, okay, what was the first one again? Sulfate of lime. So, lime sulfate. Uh, carbonate of lime. So, a carbonate. So, basically, you're making a, a bicarbonate. Well, this next one, carbonate of uh, magnesia. I was just going to say, so you're almost making a, uh, a bicarb. Oxides of iron alumina. Chloride of sodium. Yep, so you're almost making a, a sodium bicarbonate. Okay. A, a carriage will carry persons from the hotels and residences in the town to the spring daily. Persons, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> persons living in the town wishing to go to the um, springs will leave word at either of the hotels. Carriage will begin to run Monday, the twenty third, and be in at four and six o'clock every evening. Jason E. Duncan, proprietor. Interesting. So that was in 1887 that opened. So uh, it sounds like you would add, so when you would drink that, I believe what would happen is it would take the hydrochloric acid in your stomach and you add a weak acid so you get a salt. Okay. And basically what it does is drops the pH of the stomach. So if you had like, not necessarily ulcers, but something like that. And then, okay, it's been, I don't know. Too long, 16 years probably since I've done any kind of chemistry in healthcare. But that's, uh, that would be my guess why, is that, that reduction of the acid in the stomach. Makes sense. So there was a scientific basis for this. <coughs> the Mount Gilead Magnetic Springs uh, boarding, boarding house <laughs> and Stan and Sanitary Sanitary is calling you right now. It's probably the town's most famous resort that you've never heard of. That's because if you are reading this, you weren't alive in the late 19th and very early 20th centuries to be familiar with the institution. First of all, the resort wasn't located in the village. It was located about a mile east of Mount Gilead on what, uh, what since 1927 has been uh, badged as State Route 95. Secondly, 
where it was situated is now overgrown with trees and underbrush. You can't see it from the road when you drive by at 45 miles per hour when the trees are full of foliage for three seasons of the year. In its day, however, people came from miles around to take advantage of the resort's healing spring waters. One could even purchase a gallon of this water in a downtown Mount Gilead store for a nickel. And there's a, that, that um, ad is right here. Fresh spring water can be had at Conway's Meat Market at five cents per gallon. Nice. That's kind of cool. Yes, it is. I love it when, when uh, Stan finds the actual ad in the paper. For decades, this place was identified as Magnetic Springs Farm. Early legendary history of Morrow County is filled with references to the Magnetic Springs, which were located on the east end of what is now the Mount Gilead State Park. The spring-fed waters of Uncle Sam's Creek followed through 50 acres of bottomland adjacent to what was reported <coughs> to be. Excuse me. What was reported to be one of the largest Indian mounds in Ohio. It was said that Indians came from afar to drink from the spring's life-giving waters. Tradition also has it that a lead mine was located on the property from which the Indians obtained quantities of the soft metal. Local residents would fill barrels with this mineral water daily and haul them home. A grist mill was built by pioneer resident Richard House in 1838 at the west end of the land that is now the state park. Around 1841, House built a dam and mill race to power the grinding wheel. Some 10 years later, a planing mill and sawmill were added. In 1877, U.S. House House Richard's son, W.S. House, excuse me, Richard's son sold the land to Thomas E. Duncan, whose family owned it for 31 years. To put it in perspective, the land included the mill and extended east on the north side of the present-day State Route 95 to where Gilead Township Road 113 dead ends at 95. Mm -hmm. At the time, Duncan's Magnetic Springs Farm was only the second place east of Mount Gilead, located on 50 acres in a steep valley. Curious as to the peculiar properties of the spring water on his farm, James Duncan sent a sample to the Starling Medical College in Columbus for chemical analysis. There, a professor found that each gallon of Duncan's spring water contained 24 uh, grains of sulfate of lime. Well, I went through this earlier. Uh, He found all these things were in that water. What this analysis of the chemical stew indicated was that the spring water on the farm did possess some curatives for particular ills. This provided an opportunity for James E. Duncan. And there's more of that history. You know what? I think I'm going to make this a two-parter. Oh, look at you. We will continue next week. All right, all right. Well, so... um, On July 18, 1940, FDR, who first took office in 1933 as America's 32nd president, is nominated for the unprecedented third term. Yes. And uh, the only president to have done that ever or will ever have done that. Because laws changed. Um, That was in uh, 1940. Um, in which I do believe in, uh, 1945, um, he passed away at the age of 63, um, where Vice President Harry S. Truman took over. And, um, also on this day in 1986, on July 18th, 1986, close-up videotapes of the sunken ocean liner Titanic are released to the public. Taken, uh, taken on the first manned expedition to the wreck, the videotapes are stunning in their clarity and detail. I bet you anything we could get clearer footage today than what we had in 1986. Um, in 1936, the Spanish Civil War breaks out. Um, let's see here. I know there's some other stuff coming up this week that uh, was a huge um, issue. So... I know some people may be um, 
maybe into history a lot and be into some of the old, um, not necessarily wives' tales, but the um, stories, I guess. Uh, the Rosetta Stone was found on July 19th of 1799 during Napoleon's Egyptian campaign. A French soldier discovered it um, during that, that time, which is kind of cool. Um, let's see here. Doc Holliday kills for the first time in 1879. I tell you what, Tombstone, my favorite line in that whole thing is, anybody want to fight me? And he comes out, Val Kilmer, pulls a cigarette and goes, I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> the best line ever, I think. Um, George Washington Carver begins his experimental project with Henry Ford. Um, on, I'm going to read this one. I think this one's, um, pretty cool. The agriculture chemist, George Washington Carver, Carver, head of Alabama's famed Tuskegee Institute arrives in Dearborn, Michigan at the invitation of Henry Ford, founder of the Ford Motor Company. Born, born to slave parents in Missouri during the Civil War, Carver managed to get a high school education while working as a farmhand in Kansas in the late 20s. Turned away by a Kansas university because he was African-American, Carver later becomes the first black student at Iowa State Agricultural College in Ames, where he obtained his bachelor's and master's degrees. In 1896, Carver left Iowa to head to the Department of Agriculture at the Tuskegee uh, Normal and in Industrial Institute, a school founded by the leading black educator Booker T. Washington. By convincing farmers in the South to plant peanuts as an alternative to cotton, Carver helped resuscitate the region's agriculture. In the process, he became one of the most respected and influential scientists in the country. Like Carver, Ford was deeply interested in the regenerative regenerative properties of the soil and the potential of alternative crops such as peanuts and soybeans to pro uh, produce products such as plastics, paints, fuels, and other products as well. Ford had long believed that the world would eventually need a substitute for gasoline. Hmm... Uh, and supported the production of ethanol, or grain alcohol, as an alternative fuel. In 1942, he would showcase a car with a lightweight plastic body made from soybeans. Ford and Carver began corresponding via letter in 1934, and their mutual admiration deepened after Carver made a visit to Michigan in 1937. As Douglas Brinkley writes in Wheels for the World, his history of Ford, the automaker, donated generously to the Tuskegee, Tuskegee I don't know why I can't say that today, um, Institute, helping finance Carver's experience, and Carver, in return, spent a period of time helping to oversee crops at the Ford Plantation in Ways, Georgia. By the time World War II began, Ford had made repeated journeys to Tuskegee and to convince Carver to come to Dearborn to help him develop a synthetic rubber to help compensate for wartime rubber shortages. Carver arrived on July 19, 1942, and set up a laboratory in an old waterworks building in Dearborn. He and Ford experimented with different crops, including sweet potatoes and dandelions, eventually devising a way to make the rubber substitute from goldenrod, a plant weed. Carver died in January 1943, Ford in April 1947. But the relationship between their two institutions continued to flourish. I think that is an awesome story, so I'm going to stop there. All of this information can be found on history.com. That is from the History Channel. Um, let's uh, head back to the present. Okay, here we go. Hey. All right, good, sir. Yeah, my head's still spinning. Hold on. Did you make it? Yeah, yeah. Barely? Barely. All right. So, Mr. Mikeamus, um, I've got some big plans going on across the street at Capitol Theater. This week, we're going to continue to have Thor Love and Thunder. We had a pretty good weekend for Love and Thunder. Um, it's got, oh, man, it's got some really good music. 
really good music. Uh, there are two extra scenes. It does set it up for at least two, maybe three other movies. Oh, wow. Of course it does, right? Um, you do have to stay until the very end of the credits to see the last scene. But if you're interested, starting Friday at 5 p.m. and 8 p.m., Saturday 5 p.m. and 8 p.m., and then Sunday 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., that is when you can see Thor Love and Thunder for one more weekend this weekend. If you are interested, we will be showing a kid's movie, I believe. It's going to be DC League of Super Pets the following weekend. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, And we're working on something special for that. And we're working on uh, getting... Uh, some live entertainment going. Oh, really? Yes. I haven't been asked yet, but okay. There's a reason. Not everybody wants to see a spoon player. Uh, but we are uh, we're in the process of getting some live entertainment um, in there. As soon as I can get it all scheduled, we will be sharing that. And you have a new menu board at the... Um at the uh, snack counter. I do, I do. But first, um, I think we, I, I want to just take a minute. I know that they don't listen to it, but Ben and Carol Holsinger took such good care of the movie theater when they bought it at auction in, I believe, 2015. Um, we feel blessed that we've been able to to take that and, and carry it on. And uh, we're slowly making improvements to the building because it does cost money. And unfortunately, there were decades of band-aids on some stuff but not on everything uh and so we're we're you know we're taking some time and trying to you know just just fix it just fix it that's all we want to do um and we want to continue to uh, bring live entertainment as well as movies locally here uh mar little theater will be putting on some productions there in the coming um years uh the history society mike can are we allowed to share that that we're, 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 we're thinking about, we're in the process of working together to do live events there. Can we? Uh, we're not at that point yet. But we're, we're talking. We're talking about it, yes. We're talking. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, to do some fun things there. Um, we're looking at maybe doing a Morrow's Got Talent there. Uh, we're talking, you know, we're looking at all kinds of avenues. We want the Capitol Theater to be uh, just like the Wren. Maybe not as big. Um you know, we want it to be a big entertainment venue. So we're working hard at trying to uh, figure out exactly how to make that all work. So, Mike, do you have anything else for the podcast today? Um, I know you have jokes. Me? Jokes? Yes. Never. Do you have jokes? Do I Puns? have jokes? Do you, what do you think? All right, here we go. We have to do this. Okay. Here we go. Warning. 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 Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning. 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 You have all been warned. Well, in this case, I just wanted to uh, tell you about an incident with me. Siri kept calling me Shirley this morning, and I was getting really annoyed, but then I realized I had left my plane on my phone on airplane mode. You almost botched that. I did. You almost. But you know what? I'm a fan of airplanes, so, you know. If you've never seen that movie... Uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. What uh, do you have? Another one? I know you do. Uh, uh, bah, 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 bah. I know you have another one, Mikey. You want me to sing? No. Oh, I'm just playing some under music here. Okay. Um. I know you wow. have others. Uh, today I don't have anything else. You're kidding. No, I'm punned out. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. Well, then I will have to find one here. Light travels faster than sound. That's why some people appear bright until you hear them speak. That's not really a pun. But it is. How do you make a cricket sound? Uh, here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's see here. I have a few jokes about unemployed people, but none of them work. Okay. No? No. How about this one? <laughs> That's better. All right, let's see here. Um, <laughs> I have a split personality, said Tom being Frank. <laughs> that was not very good. Oh, my. Um, 
I renamed my iPod the Titanic, so when I plug it in, it says the Titanic is sinking. Okay. <laughs> a little lisp there? A little. Um, oh, here we go. How do you make holy water, Mike? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. You boil the hell out of it. Oh. Um, when life gives you melons, you're dyslexic. Well, um, I do want to ask you a question. It's a biblical question. Okay. Um, you know, they were putting the animals on the ark, and, and they come across the bees, and, and uh, Mrs. Noah said, where should we put the bees, Noah? He said, in the ark hive. Okay. I'm smiling, at least. Um, last night, Mike, I tell you what, I, I want to tell you about a little dream I had. So last night, I had this dream that I was swimming in an ocean of orange soda. Oh, wow. Turned out it was just a fantasy. Na, 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 na. Um, here's one for Jamie Brooker. We should probably ask him. So, uh, will glass coffins be a success? Remains to be seen. Yeah, well, so much truth in that. Uh, it's true. Uh, I lost my job at the bank on my very first day. A woman asked me to check her balance, so I pushed her over. <laughs> okay, folks, and with that, I think we are about to the end of this yep, podcast. Yep, we are. All right, folks, until next time, Mike, what do we say? Be kind to others. Be kind. Be nice. Don't fight. Don't fight. <laughs> See you guys later. Enjoy. Enjoy.